سری پارکست And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys, for the show three days before Christmas. And we'd like to say right before, beginning and the end of the show, Merry Christmas to all, happy holidays. Everybody stay safe and hopefully enjoy that brutal cold up in the north and around the country, I guess, because the whole country is dealing with cold. Florida's going to be cold as hell, too, 50s, 40s. What's yep. <clears throat> going on around here? Oh, man. But, yes, you can check out Keys of the City on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook for live shows. And on streaming, you can check out at Spotify, iTunes, Google, and Amazon at Keys to the City. So we're just talking about the bad weather. And we were just talking early in the show, early in this week, we talked about how odd of a season it's been from the standpoint of the Monday night football game was between the Rams and the Packers. Heading into the season was supposed to be a huge possible NFC title preview game. Well, now we look at it, it has absolutely no meaning to the word of playoffs this year. Maybe for the Green Bay Packers, slight chance, but they have to win out. A very slight chance for Aaron Rodgers and company. But then you look at the matchup tonight. And we were just talking about bad weather. Well, it starts in tonight in the Northeast. Going to get some bad, bad weather, rain, heavy rain, gusts. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Week 16. And one of the bigger matchups of this week, 16, there's three weeks left of the NFL season. And one of the bigger matchups is the New York Jets taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, let me say that again. The New York Jets taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. When we think of this matchup and how this teams have been for the past 10 years, it hasn't been pretty. If you're a fan of either one of these franchises, it hasn't been pretty. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, you look at these two teams, how they've gotten here, Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is finally coming into that number one pick, that perennial, here we go, the Hall of Famer type guy that they were saying coming out of, the can't miss prospect coming out of college is finally looking like that can't miss prospect. And the New York Jets, 8-6 and six right now, or 7-7 seven and seven, I should say. But you look how they're doing it. It's their defense. It's not their offense. It's not the, It's not their quarterback play. I shouldn't say it's their offense. I should say that it's the quarterback play that has been, let's just say, pretty garbage for majority of the season. So when we look at this game, it's a very simple question. Who to trust more in? No, it's not me. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence, the guy that's been on a roll for the past month or so. The stats speak up for that as well. Or... Is it this ferocious Jets defense led by Quinn Williams and Sauce Gardner, Ted? So who are you trusting more in this monsoon-type weather in in MetLife? My answer has changed from when you started this question to how we're going to finish this question. Because my initial answer was I didn't trust in Trevor. But my decision isn't in trust in Trevor. You don't trust Trevor? No, I don't. Um, um, Okay. Don't trust anyone, like Stone Cold said. Listen, <laughs> because I, and, you know, I know you changed the question. We were going to talk about the game and different, but I like it because you said Trevor trust the defense because we can't trust in Zach Wilson, but we can trust Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if you look at the what's it since I wrote down right now, Lawrence is thrown for over sixteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, one interceptions since the month of November. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, leads the league in completion completion percentage. Total QPR, passer rating. He's been phenomenal. 
He's had four comeback wins. Led him to a final drive over the Ravens, Tennessee yeah. Titans, the mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys, the Las Vegas Raiders. He has been the difference. He has been what you would define as franchise quarterback when you draft a guy at his caliber at number one. Yeah. But here's why I, it's not the trust, and this is part of the decision why I think they're going to win. It's the Jets team. They need to win more. This is the last straw for the team. The weather, as you started this show off, is supposed to be bad tonight. Wind, rain. But I trust the Jets' defense. This Jets defense is one thing that if you can go into to every weekend, you can trust this Jets defense. Can't always trust Trevor Lawrence. He's played exceptionally well the past month and a half. But this mm -hmm. Jets defense all season long has been one of the best defenses in all the league. The only defense that realistically I might take over them, would I would definitely take over them is the 49ers. But other than them, I really – I know the Bills are up there. I know Philly's up there in past defense. I know the Denver Broncos have it. But if you look at the Jets, they're third in total yards, fourth in pass defense, 11th in rush offense, fourth in uh, giving up points, 18 points a game. They're the best defense. Look, hey, look, look at the Pro Bowl voting. Quinton Williams, C.J. Mosley. They probably have the best cornerback in the game in Sauce Gardner. Another guy who could have made the Pro Bowl had a legit opportunity. Yeah, D.J. Reed. Reed. Mm -hmm. so, so what you can entrust is the Jets defense every week putting out and showing up. So with this game, home game, Thursday night, short week after what has transpired, you and with the weather, the rain, I'm going to go with the New York Jets because the last time Trevor Lawrence played in a game like this where it was rain, weather was cold and bad, it was against Philly. He had four picks in that game. Now, I love Trevor Lawrence, and I have I, been speaking about it, how quarterbacks win games and playoffs. I get it. But in a game like this, the Jets defense is going to be the difference in why they shut down Trevor Lawrence because I think with the Jets – what the Jags do so well in is pass the ball. Well, what do the Jets do really well? They can man up. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed can man up and shut down your receivers one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Now it puts into a running game, which you think the Jags will probably want to do when considering the weather tonight in, in at MetLife Stadium. I think the Jets are ready to play. Quinlan Williams, C.J. Mosley, Robert Sala, their life is their lifeline is tonight. They lose tonight, you don't have to worry about the rest of the season. The Jets' season's over. They can pack their bags and get ready for the offseason because they'll have no chance of making the playoffs. I think they have a 2% chance of making the playoffs. That's why I think it's much more a win sell. Now you look at the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill's out for the rest of the season. They look like they're falling apart. I know they play the Texans this week. I know Derrick Henry's had four straight games of 200 yards and two-plus touchdowns against the Texans yeah, in the last four games. But favorite opponent to play. But the Texans have been playing much better, all right. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, the the Texans, I mean, excuse me, the Titans played the Jags last week of the season. Mm -hmm. They still think the Jags control their destiny in that division, even if they lose tonight. The, listen, Zach Wilson's playing for his career tonight, all right. And Zach Wilson's playing this the rest of his season is for his career. But here's my here's here's my thing: if they especially lose tonight, with the extra you know the time off between the Thursday through the next week. Mike Way will be the starting quarterback unless something drastically happens where he can't play. I think Mike Way takes the job. Now, if Zach Wilson wins tonight, now listen, they probably win in spite of Zach Wilson tonight. They probably run the ball and play great defense. I believe this game is going to be a low-scoring game, and what that means, you got to choose the better defense. What defense do you think is going to make them play at the end of the game? And I'm going to take the, the New York Jets at home. Well, Ted, I don't want you to get into your feelings and all because – I know that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a little backfield called TT, 
led by Travis Etienne. And ah, he hasn't done crap since T-T- he got back from injury. T-T- he was blowing T-T- up the league. What, you remember the great song by Drake in my feelings, TT? Do you love no, me? I don't, I don't know that song. Do you, lo- do you love me? Are you writing? <laughs> you don't remember that song? But TT, don't get in your feelings, all right? My thing is, do you really think I'm going to put a question like this out and not go with the name Trevor? Do you really think I'm going to go against the name Trevor? I am. Of course I, I, mean, I am. But your name is Teddy. Your name's not Trevor. Do you really think I'm going to take and pick against the name Trevor? Never in a million years. But here's the thing why I said the word TT. Because they also, this is when you just said it too, Ted. You're going to have to run the football. And Travis Etienne is going to have to play a big part in this game. I even think that Evan Ingram, who has emerged as... I mean, what a, what a pickup, a, a cheap deal, one-year deal for the Jags, and he's he's emerged as one of their favorite targets, Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. That is a guy that's going to get have to be heavily involved. Now, I know the absence of uh, number one pick, Trayvon Walker, for the Jags is going to be a big loss for them because he has been playing well, too, throughout. I mean, you think of all these Ed Rushers, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, and Jermaine Johnson, I know he's been dealing with injuries, but he was playing well before injuries, and Trayvon Walker, and that's a stout, edge rushing class and it was supposed to coming into the season and it's, it's been but i'm gonna go with i gotta go with my boy trevor lawrence i mean he is finally emerging last year i know how we like to bash him and all this stuff in the sense of because he was the number one pick but you just got to look at the situation that the jacksonville jaguars were in last year it was a debacle from the beginning with urban meyer it was just awful from the hiring of a coach that with iowa that a lot of controversy around that to him to, kicking his players to him sticking a finger up a girl like during a, at a bar like it was just a disaster he, a finger, he just groped her butt i think i heard he was sticking the finger up to the toe which is no, that's not good that's that, 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 that's that is not that's not good that's as a head coach material just to, like how how, how jacksonville season just played because out he was a married season. man groping another ja- yeah but how jacks yeah mr decided to say in ohio when his team just lost and then go back to Florida. But just to think of how that season played out, and then you think of how Trevor Lawrence played too. It didn't look great, but just I I said last week or Tuesday, you almost give him the pass, I guess. But this year, it, year two, you see how quarterbacks are, are vastly just improving so fast in this league and so quickly that you almost wanted to be like, okay, Trevor Lawrence, well, it's time for you to – you know, have that moment, have a big moment for yourself in your career, and maybe put yourself into the right trajectory as that supposed chosen one franchise quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's starting to play looking like that for the past month or so. It's going to be a huge test. It's Thursday night, prime time. If you got Amazon Prime, more power to you. If you don't, I know, damn NFL. Damn NFL, more money in their pockets. Like they well, don't, like they, the need it, though. like they need it, like they need it, like they don't. YouTube TV. Yeah, I saw that, but like they don't need it anymore. I'm gonna go with my boy Trevor Lawrence because his name is Trevor. I know the Jets' defense has been great. I get that. I just don't have any trust in Zach Wilson, and he doesn't. He, I have no trust in that sense that he's awful in normal weather conditions. They're supposed to get so game time tips. 46 degrees. Going to be colder. Hundred percent chance it's going to be colder. They said supposed to get warmer as the night goes on in MetLife Stadium. I was reading something. Hundred percent chance of rain from eight to eleven. 
And then we're talking possibly 30 to 50 mile per hour gusts. This man can't even pass off, pass off a little dink and dunk to his running back in the flat. How the hell do you think this guy's going to go? Listen, this I, game I, has- look, you're going to have to still score. I get that the weather's going to play a part. I get that. You're still going to have to score. Trevor Lawrence, I'm taking my trust because he is finally emerging into the guy that we all proclaimed him to be since coming out, coming in to Clemson. Not even just the NFL, coming into Clemson. And I'm going to go with my boy Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm going to do. I know the Jets' defense is stout, but if I'm taking the trust, it's crazy to even think that right now, week 16, 12-22-22, actually, I should say, three days before Christmas, that one of the bigger matchups in week 16 is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New York Jets. Well, I mean, hey, listen, there's it's so many fascinating what this year has brought. Well, here's the thing. It's a playoff. It's it's a meaningful playoff game for, for both teams. teams. The division a, for division Jacksonville and then wild card for the, the Jets. Well, the not even that. Here's the other thing. And you know, we want to you got to speak about this. This was the number one and two pick last year in the NFL draft. I get it. Yeah, I get, I get it. it. Listen, Zach Wilson beat him last year, Trevor Lawrence or late in the season in December when these two teams played. Actually, oh. Zach Wilson actually played. I actually kind of had a better game, but like you said before, when we were talking about it, kind of you kind of almost like uh, redshirt. It's that a whole nother stratosphere. Yeah, just because. Listen, you see the difference of what Trevor Lawrence in year two. He's taken that next step. Doug Peterson. They've got some players. They surrounded him with Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne is now healthy. But here's the thing: this Jets defense, man. If there's one thing you can account for is them showing up to play every week. They have the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner, which should actually be up for at least player of the year. He's played that good. Mm-hmm. He's and him and I think Patrick Sertain are the best two corners right backs right now in all football. I don't think there's a question about that. DJ and think Reed, about that. And think about that. That's in the past two years. Patrick Sertain was in that class too yeah, last year. He was I mean, think about that. He was the yeah, ninth Jason, pick last year. I mean, that class. That 2015 class, if you just look at the potential, the stars, super because I said they did the top 15 of the 2020 yeah, 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 I got So when you just think of the stars in that class, like <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields looks like he's going to be a star. Micah Parsons may be one of the best players in the league. Jamar Chase may be to Ted, the best receiver in football. You got Kyle Pitts is still talented, but we'll see how that plays out. You got the quarterbacks. You Rashawn got Slater, Penny you got Rashawn Sewell. Slater, Penny Sewell, who's emerged as a great left tackle in this game. J.C. Horn, Horn and Patrick Sertain have been great corners since yep. coming out. And then, yeah, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. I mean, whew, what a class. Yeah, and, and the, and the, and and the New York Giants managed to take Darius Tony out of all of them. And, and there's probably a couple other guys that were not even mentioned, but Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey is one of the best centers in football. Was a, I mean, he could have been – I mean, Trey Smith. One of the better left tackles in football, playing for the Trace, Chiefs. You mean no? He plays right. He plays right guard. The right, one that right guard for Trey Smith. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, he's playing. I mean, he's been excellent too. It's been that's a fascinating class. I would love to see how that's that. I guess we still got to wait for the Trey Lance experiment, but that quarterback class. Well, that even was like Matt be, Jones. Yeah, um, Matt Jones has been playing all right, and then it's just crazy to think in two years what that class has produced in well, this I mean, league. Right now. Let's see what I mean. We're just looking at it right now. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. Ted's going with the Jets. So that's that's how you – I guess you obviously know now who we're picking for tonight's game. If it doesn't I mean, Trev, Najee, Trev, Najee Harris. Najee was in that class too. Na, Najee, Christian Derrishaw, one of the best oh, tacklers yes. in the game. Travis yep. Etienne. Mm-hmm. I mean uh, – There's – let's just say – yeah, Tucker's a beast too. To say the least, this looks like this class. I mean, hey, producer. listen, Tyson Campbell, the cornerback uh, from Jacksonville, Elijah Moore. 
Bang Bang, one and two. Those guys are both be playing. To say Javon the least, Holland, Javon to, Holland, oh, Javon Javon Holland. to say Man, the least, this class, this class is producing stars in this league. Oh, there's so many. I mean, I mean, you All got right. from Guy Easy Oare from the Giants, Asante mm -hmm. Samuel Jr. There's yeah, so there's, many guys. I, I know have, we can go on forever about the class because it's that. We can go it's, on it, forever, baby. It's producing like no other so far early on in their careers. Well, let's get over to the other New York football team and a team that just came off a huge victory last Sunday night over the Washington Commanders. Well, the also the other team that they're playing this week came off well, the greatest comeback in NFL history. So, Ted, when you look at both of these teams and the different – and both of these teams, well, the Vikings, they're going to the playoffs. The Giants, they look like they're – The Giants are going to the playoffs. The Giants look like the they're going to – I mean, yeah, it's – it's always like with the giant games, it's always like you got to wait until the clock hits triple zeros for me. I just need to see one more victory. One more victory will solidify Big Blue's postseason appearance. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But when you think of this matchup, it's very simple. It's the heart of Big Blue versus the talent of the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm not talking about the defense. I'm talking about that offensive weaponry that the Minnesota Vikings have. Led by Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, who's the best player, maybe the best player in football this year, best receiver by far. Dalvin Cook, KJ Osborne has emerged as a stud in this league. Thielen, Hawkinson. Did you say Hawkinson? Hawkinson no, I did not. Hawkinson as well. The the, the I, weapons that are I, all I on this team. Christian, Christian Darisol, one of the yeah, better left tackles in the game, and Kirk well, Cousins. This, as much as you know, I don't give him credit. He made the Pro Bowl. I mean, that, listen, I don't know what that's saying because the NFC in general, doesn't really have stellar quarterbacks. I mean, really, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they've fallen off. Kyle Murray's hurt. Matthew Stafford's been hurt. Dak has been hurt, missed games. So when you really look at it, there really hasn't been any stellar quarterback play other than J um, Jalen Hurts in the NFC. I mean, Jared yeah. Goff probably should have made it over Chris. Uh, oh Gino God. or uh, Kirk Cousins. Maybe. I mean, he's had that type of season. And well, let's, get, let, let's get yeah. back to it. Let's, let's get back to this game. Here, will the, the, heart, will the heart of the big blue Giants that came off the huge victory last week, both teams coming off huge victory, so we're going to see how these teams react going into this game. Christmas Eve, 1 o'clock, huge stakes for both teams, seeding-wise for the Vikings, seeding-wise and playoff hopes for the New York Giants. So will the heart defeat the talent? We talked about it a couple weeks ago on Thanksgiving when the Giants played the Dallas Cowboys, and the heart played it for majority of that game, but the talent was the ultimate deciding factor. So, Ted, are we seeing history repeat itself, or can the Giants ride high after that win, monstrous win on Sunday Night Football? Uh, we hope so. I mean, that's that's the goal going into. Every week you join, I mean, you're playing one of the best offenses in football. The mm -hmm. one thing I will say this is the biggest weakness is, is the Minnesota defense. So, what we have to do is play ball control. We have to run the ball. What I was impressed with last week was the last six, seven minutes of the football game when the Giants had a five-point lead, they were able to run the ball with Saquon. And uh, and that's something that we have not been able to do. The, you know, what you worry about in this game is if Minnesota jumps on the Giants because we're not a player. We, we don't have the weapons to catch up, right? But we can play ball control. We can mash and pound them. I like our defense. I really do. It stinks that we still don't have the weaponry in our secondary to match up. And listen, I, I'm going to give it to you. Justin Jefferson right now is the best receiver in football. His stats, we speak at 111 catches. He's got over 1,600 yards. He's He's got seven receiving touchdowns. Listen, he's 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 been the best and most consistent receiver in Offensive all football. Offensive player of the year coming. 
offensive player of the year. Yeah, coming. I mean, he, he's been stellar. It might be back to back years. What Cooper Cup last year, this year, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. I mean, but I mean, he's probably going to break. Unless Tyreek Hill has a big thing, which I don't see because they don't throw him the ball as well. Like Justin Jefferson, everything runs through him. I, you know, it used to be the Dalvin Cook show. Everything runs through Justin Jefferson. He's mm-hmm. the main guy. You know, if you look at Wink, uh, Wink Martindale's press conference, I don't know if you saw. They're like, uh, yeah, he's top two in the league, but he's not. He's not. He's not two. But he's not so two. You're facing, you're facing the best receiver in football, and to some, I mean, he's going to be. Other than the quarterbacks, he will be the next closest to winning an MVP out of everybody yeah, I mean, in this he, league. He, I mean, he's phenomenal. We should yeah. honestly just call it the quarterback award. It's kind of like the Heisman Trophy. It's like it's no, and it's it's such a disrespect to everyone else in the league because it's like, yeah, you know, Cooper, Cooper Cup put up one of the best seasons ever as a receiver, and I don't even think he touched the. Technically, if you just look from start to finish, it was the greatest season ever. I mean, for what he did in the postseason, and then winning the Super Bowl, winning Super Bowl MVP. I mean, even the year before, Derrick Henry having over two thousand yards. I mean, these guys are dominating. These offensive players, not named quarterback, are are, are dominating this league, and they just don't get any any credit. And, no and it seems like Minnesota's it's a slap in the face. Well, especially slap because Minnesota's face. got eleven wins already, and yeah. I would say. That, there, he's the main reason why they do. I mean, here, here's the, I said the other thing. The Giants got to hold Justin Jefferson to under 100 yards. And, and listen, the Giants got to play. You can only best. slow him down. I don't think you're going to be able to stop him. The Giants him. did a really good job last week against Terry McLaurin uh, in the secondary. But yeah. but the rookie kid from Penn State, Jahan Dotson, he had a good game last week. I believe he had four catches, 106 yards, and like a touchdown. And had that big, well, had that big play late in the game to set yeah, up so, almost the tie and drive. You know, like the touchdown. Giants. The way I look at it is rush four, play secondary. Don't let Justin Jefferson get the big play. What you got to hope and trust that Kirk Cousins will do what Kirk Cousins does and throw a bad, throw a bad pass. We get a, get get a short field. We run the ball. We control the clock. Daniel Jones here's, doesn't turn the ball over. Here's my thing. Davon Thibodeau proved last to me last week that he is going to be at least the trajectory or trajectory based on how he has performed week in and week out and getting better and feeling like he's getting his legs underneath him, that he's going to be one of those pass rushers. Where next you great giant about, pass like, rusher. You know, like, well, not, even, I'm not oh, just say it, next great giant pass well, rusher. I mean, honestly, what, how many great what giant mean, pass no? rushers? I mean, Michael Strahan, Hall of Famer, LT, Hall of Famer, okay, O.C. Manure, Justin Tuck. Like, like, he's going to start entering that category like where we talk about Parsons and T.J. Watt and Nick Boza. He's going to start being in one of those contentious People I mean, where, he, he had like, hey, a hell of a game. Watch that guy. You know, he was the best. He was the best player on the floor. Has been one of the best D tackles. Leonard Williams, another great tackle. G. Aware. With the four of those guys together, they cause havoc last week. They got to do the same thing against Kirk Cousins. They got to run the football. Hey, listen, you and me, we did our picks. We're going to post them tomorrow. We're both picking the Giants because we bleed blue. We we entrust in the Giants. We're not I also, got, so, I also got some interesting hey, stats. And what it's, you got? With the Viking, well, the Vikings defense has been awful, as we've been talking about. They've allowed oh, yeah. the most passing yards in the NFL, handing out almost 7.9 yards per attempt. Seven quarterbacks this year. Now, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be adding to number eight in this. But seven <laughs> quarterbacks have got. I mean, if he does, good for him. I'm not knocking him for it. It's not a knock on Daniel Jones when I say that at all. It's just because of the lack of weapons that this team has. 300 yards passing. Seven quarterbacks have done it. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Mike White, Mac Jones, and listen to this last name, Teddy Bridgewater, had 300 yards against this team. So this defense has been awful. This offense has been great. The reason why I'm saying the Giants, I'm choosing it, and it's a big reason why 
that the Indianapolis Colts lost the game is because we got a good coaching staff. We got a great coaching staff that yeah, knows how, how to use clock management, game management, in game adjustments, but led by Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, Matt Kafka. I know Kafka gets a lot of blame this year for the play calling, but I'm not going to blame him for a team that has the weapons that, I mean, to some, probably have the worst set of weapons in the entire NFL. Okay, so I know people want to blame. Oh, yeah, this he doesn't do this or that. Who's he throwing it to, ladies and gentlemen? Who's he throwing it to? Okay, like shut your mouth. Give him a chance. Who's who's protecting him? Give him a chance. Okay, and Wink Martindale in-game adjustments throughout. Tremendous job. And then Brian Dable, man, he's just. What else can you say about Brian Dable? Dave's man, he's been. If he doesn't get coach of the year. Then damn, I don't he know. He has exceeded expectations for all time. Without question, he's exceeded. This whole team has exceeded expectations. We were hoping in the beginning of the year the Giants would finish maybe third or fourth place, win seven games, just feel like you're getting into a groove, finally gelling. You get that chemistry and you get that identity back. For them to be eight, five, and one, specifically with the weapons that they've had on offense, the team overall, they don't got no superstars, maybe with Andrew Thomas and Saquon and the exception. Maybe Kayvon eventually by next year will be that superstar. But still, this is a team that doesn't have superstars like the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Chiefs or stuff like or the Bills, teams like that. They don't. And for them to be 8-5-1, and one, currently in the sixth spot, and, and, and an awesome and a great, great opportunity, it looks like, especially after last night's or last Sunday's results, for them to be in the position that they are, it's fascinating. And that's a big credit to the coaching staff again, the running game looked like it started getting back into its old self like it was early in the year. But I'm taking the reason why they will beat the Vikings. And I know the Vikings probably are a better team on paper, but the coaching is huge in the NFL. And the Giants have a great coaching staff with in-game adjustments, clock management, game management, making the right decisions. Daniel Jones, he's going to do his part. And the man leads the league in, no, in, in four interceptions. I mean, at least amount of interceptions in the league. That's incredible for what a guy, Daniel Jones, has been proclaimed coming into the season and throughout his career. I'm going with the heart because you got to have the heart, and this team has a belief still. They might not go win a Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. I get that. But this team has a belief that they're in it for 60 minutes, and we are not backing down from any challenge that faces Big Blue. By the way, Darius Slayton, 10.2 yards per target. And 15.8, almost 16 yards per catch. So he's been their number one guy. The Giants are going to have to get him heavily involved, run the football, try to protect Daniel Jones, get him involved in the running game as well, and just hope we could put some points and keep up with this team. The defense just keep doing it. If you can get after Kirk Cousins, we know he ain't mobile in the pocket. You can get after him. Jeff, and Justin and, and Jefferson, is, you could only like slow down. You could only, only slow down. Yeah, You're, not gonna stop them. You're not going to stop them. Just can only slow a player. Yeah, listen, the Giants, listen, the Giants need this win more than the Minnesota Vikings. Last week, they kissed. Oh, the Minnesota Vikings are playing I know, for but you don't, the top listen, two seed. You don't know what Minnesota, Minnesota team is going to show up because, I, you know, we post on TikTok and other stuff, and people are like, well, why don't you have Minnesota? I'm like, because they're not that good. They're like, they got to win. They're not a good. Like, they're dude, the worst 11-win like, team. I don't care. I'm like, stop with your Minnesota love. Like, they're not good, bro. Like, they're like. I'm like, what team are they better? Are they better than the Bengals? Sorry, no. Are they better? Are they better than the Chiefs? No. Are they better than the Bills? No. Are they better than the Eagles? No. Because the Eagles, they might, they might get to, they might get to the divisional round, depending on who they play. They might be lose in the first round. This could be a rematch in the playoffs right now. It could be. 
So this is be a good stepping stone. To, and for fans, if you're a betting man, this game's going to be a lot closer than I think people expect. I think a lot of people think Minnesota's home, dome. Listen, they might be gassed a little bit from that game. You know, you, you're see. coming down from on a high. You're coming back with the greatest in the Giants. I know the Giants had a big win, but – like right now, every bit, every game for the New York Giants is big, more so. Uh, yes, that's 100% true. Well, talking about betting odds and stuff, maybe the odds have changed drastically in that well, was proclaimed maybe the biggest game of the year at the moment in an NFC showdown. But major news today. I still can't believe that's the biggest game they're Ma- talking about. Like, it's the biggest oh, game. It's Dallas. Because yeah, they're it's like Dallas. the biggest it's, game of the season. Dallas no, because it's Philly. all because it's Dallas yeah. and Philly well, has been Darren great. But the, well, so I know. The the, well, we all thought this was going to, but now with the big news today coming out, that front runner leader of the MVP clubhouse, Jalen Hurts, ain't going to be playing. But the good thing is they got a viable backup. Gardner Mitchell was once a starter in this league. He's not a bad quarterback. I know he's not Jalen Hurts standards, but the big question is it's not Gardner Mitchell because Gardner Mitchell is just filling his shoes until he gets back, and that is Jalen Hurts. It comes down to one person in this in this entire game. Dak Prescott, we talk about quarterbacks all the time in the league. Dak Prescott, you got paid not too long ago, big bucks, to get paid like an elite quarterback. You've had your stats. You've been a great stat patter. I get it. You've led to your team to the playoffs. But with the talent that's on this team, for you to not have any great results, I should say, or or Super Bowl results, or even NFC Conference title game results, that's on you, man. That's on you. And when we think of this game, will this victory actually matter for Dak and the Cowboys because of Hertz's absence? Because coming into this game, I still was taking taking the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? I'm still taking the Philadelphia Eagles too because I just think they're an overall better team from top to bottom. And I don't think Gardner Minshew, I get it that Jalen Hurts is the leader of the MVP clubhouse. I get it that he's been playing top five quarterback play this year, but Gardner Minshew isn't like a major, major drop-off. It's a drop-off, but it's not a major drop-off. So, Ted, will the victory actually matter, knowing that Hurts is out and not playing, if Dallas won? Would it matter more? Let me ask you this. I'll I'll ask you in-game. I'm I'm making an in-game adjustment. In-game show adjustment. Would it matter more if Dallas blew them out like if they no, blew him out by no, three touchdowns, I don't think anyone gives a rat's ass what happens in the sense of blowout or not. But Dallas, you don't think Dallas, it would make Dallas, it like Dallas, oh Dallas no, three touchdowns. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter if they win by three points or a thousand points. The okay. matter what's going to matter is if they win the game. That's what's okay. going to matter because, like you started the show off, Dak, you got to prove it, bro. And of course, it sucks because both of these two teams, the both times they had to play. Of course, Dak wasn't available in the first one, and now Jalen Hurts isn't available. So you don't really don't know who's better. And I, I think we understand the Eagles are a better team. Dallas has a very good chance of winning this game. What does Dallas do really well that the Eagles don't do well on defense? It's, it's, it's defend the run. What do the Cowboys do really well? They run the ball well. They have a two-headed monster in Tony Pollard who just made the Pro Bowl, and Zeke Elliott. You know, Zeke is now more the pound and ground guy, and Tony Pollard's more the speed guy. You know, what we used to have in Thunder and Lightning. Mm-hmm. They have a really good offensive line in Dallas. That's what they need to do, run the ball and play action. What does Philadelphia What does Philadelphia do really, really well against? It's the pass defense. They have the number one pass defense in all football. 
They have two mm-hmm. shutdown cornerbacks in James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. All right. They can get after the quarterback. I believe they're number one or two in the league in sacks. They're the second overall best defense in the league. This is going to change. The ball, the and they turn the ball over. They get turnovers. And we know Dak's problem right, right and, now and is that, and see, see, So what this says to me is what, what can Dak do for Dallas, right? What can Dak do for Dallas? Can he lead them to victory? Because if, if they do win, it's not going to be like, well, Jalen Hurts wasn't going to win. It's, okay, you took care of business because you were supposed to. Because it's not like Gardner Minshew was a bum. We didn't say, oh, the Eagles won and the Cooper Rush uh, Cooper Rush was a quarterback, so that was the excuse why the Eagles won. We didn't make an excuse for that. There is no excuses in this league. This is a non-excuse league, all right? You start off and saying Gardner Minshew is a valuable backup. He has. He is. He's been in the league. He's got 22 starts under his career. They can still run this offense. Now, is yeah. it going to change the dynamic because Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball Absolutely. in that RPO? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing. Dallas doesn't stop the run well at all. Eagles definitely have an advantage offensively. All right. How much Trayvon though? With that, because you know how, how valuable Hurts is in the running at the well, rushing. I mean, rushing if you department. look at the Cowboys, if you look at the Cowboys defense, right? They're susceptible to the big play. They saw it last week, right? Trevor Lawrence was able to hit big time plays with Jay Jones. Five hundred yards of offense and, on and, that defense. But I, but I like the Eagles receivers a hell of a lot more than I do like the Jacksonville Jaguars receivers. Eagles mm-hmm. offense line is one of the best in the league. And I was I was listening to one of the shows. Do you know Dallas only has one guy over 300 pounds on the defensive line? That defense is all built for speed. Who is they have it? One guy. I'm not even. I forget how to pronounce his name. I forget. It's a D tackle. He's like 330, 340. Everyone wow. else is under 300 pounds, so they don't have any big guys to stop the run. So the mm-hmm. Eagles can pound and ground them, run the ball, play action, keep the ball. Similar to what Dallas had done all season with Cooper Rush when he was filling in for Dak Prescott. Same thing that I would do with Gardner Mitchell. Run the ball, pound the ball. You have one of the best offense line in football. Control the clock. Play mm-hmm. action pass. You have a big time receiver in AJ Brown. All Don't right. forget, Goddard, Goddard's coming back too. Is he? Is he? Is he playing? He's activated. He's, he's activated. Yeah, he's expected. Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. So they have pieces, bro. This offense is not. Here's the funny part, and I don't know. A lot of people have probably already seen it on the Von Miller and the podcast with Micah Parsons, and they were talking about Jalen Hurts. Is it Jalen Hurts or is it the system? Well, we're gonna find out this week. Is it the system or is it Jalen Hurts? All right. But the question was. I still don't think I, I, it's always it, it, that's a see. I think that's such a stupid narrative. Is it one thing or the other? No, I think well, it's a, it's got to be a combination of both. Because look, they don't. The perfect, they don't hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The together. perfect yes, exactly. The perfect example is is Brady. I get it. Everybody says Brady and the Patriots. The Patriots won that with that system. No, you gotta like Ted just said. You gotta have that mesh. You gotta have that connection. That chemistry. Yes, the the you gotta have the quarterback, but you also gotta have the system. You can have a great system if you don't have a good quarterback. I mean, the result, the results. If you have a great, if you have a great system, but your quarterback play isn't there, guess what? It's not going to mesh. Well, it's going to work. So it's going to be a problem. Line in football, you have a, you have a, you have a top ten tight end. You have a top five or top ten receiver, however you want to rank them. Some people put them in the top ten. Some people put them in the top five. You have another young great receiver in Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. right? You have a very good offensive minded coach in Nick Sirianni. So. The expectation is you could just put anyone back there and they'll be successful. Probably right, but here's the thing. Would they have a one loss if somebody else was back there and not Jalen Hurts? If Gardner Mitchell was a quarterback, would they still be one of the top teams in the league? Yes, but they'd have a, lot, a couple they'd more probably have like Yeah, probably have like three Listen, losses, you have to have studs in this league. We've noticed that. All right? yeah. Certain quarterbacks can carry teams. Certain quarterbacks can't. That's why they need support and cast. 
But like you said, Joe Burrow wouldn't be as good as Joe Burrow if he didn't have Jamar Chase and T. Like you got to have supporting cast. You got to have a good offensive line. All right. Yeah. They, they also, have it's a great combination. Dak. If you think but about also Dak, the system. Hold on. With the, with the, you can re- you can relate the way you're talking about this and Jalen Hurts the same way as Dak. Dak came in this league. He had one of the best offensive lines. He had Zeke Elliott. He had great receivers. And what they go twelve and four his first season. Right. Yeah. Now the storyline is: Can Dak carry this team and prove that he's worth the money? What stats say that Dak and the Cowboys, following a loss, Cowboys are seven and one following a loss the past two seasons. Dak Prescott has a seven and three record all time against the Eagles. Listen, the division is pretty much wrapped up. The Eagles would have to lose the last three games of the season. Dallas would have to win out for the Dallas to win the division. I don't see that happening. Here's my final so, take. To me, is I just want to see Dak compete and prove that because the two big games last week, the two picks against the Jaguars and then two picks against the Green Bay. As LaShawn McCoy said, Dak is ass. That's what he said. You've said it. You know, people want to put Dak Prescott in the top ten think, all the time. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Tell me where 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 he has done that. He's, he's, uh, he's always been like he has been in Mississippi State. He was a good quarterback, wasn't a great quarterback. Couldn't uh, couldn't excel in the big moments and couldn't get his team. He was at one point the number one team in the country. If every if people I watch college football, there was a time in the world that Mississippi State was the number one team in college football when they came out with the college football first ever playoff rankings in twenty fifth or fourteen. They were undefeated. They were the number one team, and they ended up finishing nine and three that year. Dak Prescott is who he is. Quickly on the on the system thing, do you know why Jalen Hurts? You, Michael Parsons. I don't get why the Dallas Cowboys just talk. I, I don't get it. Maybe it's just yeah, because they fouled. Maybe it's a podcast no, no, I, got, just, I get it. You, Still. Listen, guys, talk. If you and me are playing football, like the Kelsey brothers, they they, they talk about things. Like not, when a guy, if I'm just, Miller, put, make, a statement, but to make statements like what they said in the sense yeah, of what, like, is, oh, what they, are they supposed to here's say? The, here's the I thing. Know, you're the to whole, handle like a yeah, handle, handle like a professional. I don't care if the questions are asked like a professional. The guy's going to possibly win the MVP, and you're saying, oh, it might be the system. Well, yeah, the system that Nick Sirianni put in place for Jalen Hurts to succeed. If it was his system, I don't know if Jalen Hurts works, but he found a system that worked for Jalen Hurts. Hence, why Jalen Hurts is succeeding. It helps that he added A.J. Brown. It does. It helps that they added pieces on the defense. But you also have to – and guess what? I know it wasn't great throughout some points last year. He went to the playoffs last year for a team that was supposed to be bad. Supposed to projected fourth in the NFC East last year, went to the playoffs. They put a, a situation, a system, a foundation in for Jalen Hurts to succeed, just like they did with Lamar Jackson, just like they do with Tom Brady, just like they do with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You got to put the system, the right system in for your quarterback's strengths. I don't know why that's such a I don't know why it's so hard for people to realize that like, oh, he's just a system quarterback. No, it's because the coach put the system in for him to work out his strengths. And then surround You think he's going to you think yeah, and then surrounded him with talent. Do you think he's going to put in a system that's going to say, "Nah, we want you to suck and we want you to struggle?" Well, no, you're people just clueless nowadays. The problem is coaches have a mindset when you watch these shows the coaches Of say, course, certain coaches, coaches do. Have a mindset where it goes I'm going to run my offense, and certain coaches have that. Where other coaches yes. who have been successful, yeah, they have balance. 
there's a yes. give and take. So you you do a little bit of what you want to do, but you balance it with what your quarterback does. You We're can't come in hard headed. Yes, times a game with Jalen Hurts. Perfect, because Ted, he's perfect not example. Perfect Listen, example. He's, Hold he's on. Perfect example of this. Perfect example of this. Let's go look at what's going on in Mile High right now. Nathaniel Hackett's working. He's doing well, what no, his system no, is. I, no, I would say and the Russell Wilson is and Russell Ravens. and Russell Wilson. Yeah. And, I would Russell say the first Wilson. example of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, where they run an offense and no one really runs because they do what's best for the no, quarterback. No, I'm talking about in the sense when you come in with your hard-headed mind no, I, no, I and, you're, and you're saying in the sense like it's going to be my way or the highway, just go take a look at Denver and how those results are working well, out. Maybe that's more. Hey, maybe that's more on Russell because based on Mark Shalera said well, he you said, know, but you he know said his... Rippin ran the offense much better last week than it. Russell did. But all you still know what his strengths is are what the, they. That's oh, no, what I the get it. But when that's he was what... successful, what? How was Russell Wilson successful? It was run the ball with Marshawn Lynch and run play the action. Ball, pass. Set up play action. Yes. So, but here's the problem: everyone now wants to let Russ cook, and guess what? His food sucks. So, so get back to following the recipes that have gotten you to where you were. That's why Jalen Hurts is succeeding. It could play. Guess what? It's okay to say that it's the system, but it's okay to also say it's the quarterback play because guess what? Yeah, the system's got to be put in place, but you got to also go like Ted always says: players play. You got to go execute. And the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts have been executing so far. Hence, why they're the number one team overall, seeding wise, and they're led. By their front runner MVP quarterback Jalen Hurts should be another fantastic, fantastic week, and it is Christmas. My God, my God, it's I can't believe twenty twenty three is next week. <laughs> Where the hell did the time go? The Detroit Lions, the New York Giants, the New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are all playing meaningful football, and all could make the postseason. Boy, oh boy, twenty twenty two doesn't get weirder than that in the football world. But yes, well, I could come up with some weirder things. For the football world? No, we won't go there. Oh, also, quick yes. little shout, quick little shout out. Or not a quick shout out. We like to just say, rest in peace to a legend, a football legend, Franco Harris. If anybody that doesn't know, for all you youngsters, just go look up what the immaculate reception is. It may go down. I was calling you yesterday about that. Is that the most significant and greatest play, maybe and the most famous play in NFL history? If you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you. It's all over TV every time football highlights are showed it's one of the craziest plays craziest endings ever it just so happens that this week is the 50th tomorrow is the 50th anniversary no, not tomorrow. yes it's, it's friday saturday they friday. play yeah and they were going to retire his jersey and they're playing the oakland at las vegas raiders so rest in peace to a football legend in franco harris also i just want to say from the keys of the city family merry christmas everybody be safe one more week until 2023. We're going to have to talk about the year in review because, well, the year's coming to an end. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday, holiday season. season. I'll, be I'll, be, I'll be working. I'll be working. Have fun. Extra extra money in the pocket, I guess, right? Need it. Can never complain about money, right? I'll be with my family. So, Oh, well, what the freaking do? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We'll see you next episode. We are out. to the city podcast.